Some people think little girls should be seen and not heard. One, two, three, four! People do feel very radically different about gender experience. I mean, that's just like the rules of feminism. That diversity is like the number one thing I think that has to be reckoned with. Agenda with women in the arts. You're listening to Agenda by Women in the Arts. I'm Katie Winton. And I'm Isabel Hoff-Loburn, and we'll both be in for the next half an hour. Thanks to All the Best for another great episode. If you want to listen back to more wonderful radio documentaries by All the Best, head to fbiradio.com. Katie Winton, it's been a minute. I don't think we've actually been on air together for nearly a month. Um, And in that time, the world has literally fallen to pieces from a feminist perspective. (laughs) All right, all right, all right. Well, we'll talk about that later. But coming up in the next 15 minutes, we'll be chatting about the infantilization of women with Miss Connie of The Connie Experience and debuting her latest track called Adult Sexual Baby. So good. Um, (laughs) So back to the world falling apart. Some of you are probably very excited that the Handmaid's Tale has been released on Hulu as a TV series. It's an incredible adaptation of Margaret Atwood's 1985 novel, which is just such a goddamn amazing novel. It's so good. Yeah, I really didn't like it. Small caveat, we read it for our book club recently because Izzy and I are in the same book club (laughs) because we're best friends. Um, And yeah, I just, I found it really depressing. I mean, yeah. I think, well, I really like, I think it was like one of my favourite books, but I think it was because I read it a long time ago. I read it 10 years ago. And at the time it was so science fiction. It it was like during Obama and Kevin Rudd and like GFC aside, the world was looking like it was headed in a good direction. Like, so in terms of like the environment, gender equality, um, things were kind of looking up at that point. And so reading The Handmaid's Tale then, it was like escapism. Like it was so far from, it was science fiction basically. Um, yeah, 10 years ago, I definitely wasn't reading science fiction. I was probably more concerned with what flavor my UDLs were. But um, Yeah, cool. We get it. <laughs> You're younger than me. Um, but I've read Not a lot more. <laughs> I've read a lot more speculative fiction than you. So also so has Trump, apparently. So much so that he's creating his very own red center. Um, in the latest dystopian news from the US House of Reps, Republicans have voted to adopt the American Health Care Act. So in passing their health care bill, Republicans have also taken a step towards dramatically slashing federal funds for Planned Parenthood clinics. So I think it was on the same night as the Met Gala Ball was also the Planned Parenthood um, fundraiser. And sadly, uh, that bill did pass. And I really can't stress enough um, that it's an incredibly, incredibly cruel act. And it's not only it's really callous and super short sighted. Um, and Jamel Bowie of Slate magazine breaks it down pretty well. So he says that Trump care would allow states to waive coverage for essential health benefits like hospitalization, maternity care, mental health coverage. Um, it would allow discrimination against people with pre-existing conditions like asthma, cancer and other ailments without a safety net for Americans priced out of the individual market. So basically, people will like die, definitely die because of this act. Um and it would cut Medicaid spending and end the, end the Medicaid expansion, taking $880 billion from the program. And where it gets really spooky and why it's like kind of so unpleasant to read texts like um, The Handmaid's Tale in this political moment is that the kinds of pre-existing conditions that exempt people from health coverage are very, um, they're just not pre-existing conditions. It's, part, it's mainly just like you're a woman. What does what does a pre-existing condition entail under the new? 
under well, pre existing condition is like a medical condition that started before the person's health care insurance went into effect. And so some of those things are like very fair enough if you're getting health insurance, particularly in America, it's kind of complicated. Um, but the terrifying thing is that under Trump care, pre existing conditions include domestic violence and rape. So people who have these conditions would be denied health insurance, whereas people who hadn't been raped in the past or hadn't experienced domestic violence. Um, would be, be entitled to health coverage under Medicaid. So the kind of victim-blaming rhetoric around domestic violence and rape is pretty much straight out of The Handmaid's Tale, right? It is, yeah. There's a scene in like the first episode of The Handmaid's Tale where one of the characters is kind of telling a group of handmaids that um, about this um, her experience of rape and it's horrible. And then what this kind of new theocracy or whatever it's called what they kind of practice is all the women in the circle point at her and say, your yeah. fault, your fault. And that's kind and of And then what... she has to chant it over and over again as well. Yeah, exactly. And that's kind of what, I mean, to me, that's what this new um, health care act is saying, that these things, it's your fault mm. that it's happened, which is just like terrifying. I think one of the worst parts of that news was that after the act passed in the House of Representatives, and I'm not kidding, they played the theme tune to Rocky. So gross. (laughs) And wheeled in crates of Bud Light. Yeah, I know. That is, like, so terrifying. (laughs) So welcome to the future, I guess. Um, We're going to play you um, the... We're going to play you that song from Rocky. This is... Nah. I have the tiger. <laughs> no, of course we're not going to do that. That was so gross and so terrifying. Also, like, who celebrates with Bud Light? It's so gross. <laughs> um, and especially about something where people are going, you're, like, stripping people of, like, very basic human rights. Yeah, it's really awful. It is awful. So instead we're going to play you a track by Grace Jones. This is Pull Up to the Bumper. It was selected by our next guest. So if you want to stick around um, for our chat with Connie from the Connie Experience after this song, song, which is not the theme tune to Rocky. <laughs> You're on Agenda on FBI.
That was Grace Jones with Pull Up to the Bumper. You're listening to Agenda on FBI Radio and we're joined by a pretty special guest now, Ms. Connie, from her newly formed solo project, The Connie Experience. Uh, and we're, we've been talking about your debut track, Adult Sexual Baby, since the inception of Agenda, actually, and since the start of my radio career. <laughs> um, yeah, welcome. I'm very excited <laughs> to be here. Thank you so much. <laughs> Um, well, Katie's been plugging adult sexual baby to me for so long. Um, it's very important to her, apparently. This, this so, is a big day for yeah. all of us. <laughs> um, can you tell us a little bit about the pres- uh, the premise for adult sexual baby? Yeah. Um, so I guess the idea sort of get was given birth when <laughs> I um, was on a flight uh, somewhere around Europe and... Um, I heard a flight attendant over the loudspeaker, sort of a voiceover, and there's no other way to describe this voice other than to say it was an adult sexual baby voice. Like it was, you know... Can you do an impression? Yeah, for sure. Um, Hello, just make sure you put your seatbelt on in the right (laughs) position and make sure that you, you know, put your seat back and roll. Yeah. So I was like, what is this voice? And then I just started realising that this is everywhere... And a couple of friends and I just, we started throwing around ideas, just playing and, um, and yeah, it just kind of formed itself. It was a really <laughs> easy birth. Yeah. <laughs> Where, yeah. So how do you, I mean, because the song kind of talks about the infantilization of women and mm. society's kind of commentary on how, or like society's enforcement of how we want women to act in this really kind of yeah. coquettish, babyish kind of way and the way that we play into that role. Um, and I guess for me, it feels quite, it feels like familiar in a lot of ways, you know, like I feel like yeah. everyone probably does it at some stage. There's this great yeah. Roxanne Gay quote in um, Bad Feminist where she's talking about how it's easier to just let um, and this is a huge generalization, but she's talking about how easy it is to just let some sort of like, you know, repair men do their job and feel masculine and yeah. you kind of play into this trope of, of an infantilized woman. And it's, yeah, it's not yeah. like women wake up one morning and they're like, you know what, I'm going to talk like a baby because that's really sexy. Yeah. It's like, you know, you're conditioned. I find myself doing it sometimes, falling into these habits because I feel like that's, it's, it just feels easy for some Mm. reason and I just and and then once you start noticing it you realize it's everywhere even in you know the clothes that we wear sometimes um in the way that we do our makeup to appear youthful with you know blush big eyes big eyes um and yeah in the way that we wax all our hair off every little last inch you know like it's everywhere um, um, and like even if I think particularly in fashion, you notice it, it's mm. very explicit and maybe more in the 90s, but mm. like this kind of like just ch- being super emaciated, but in a way with big eyes, you yep. just look like a child. Any any way that you can diminish yourself, you know, whether it's weight loss, whether it's anything to make you appear weak and, um, you know, incapable. <laughs> um and so is this song kind of a way of taking that back and, you know, yeah, do you get to... It's feels- a little bit of fun and I do have a lot of fun performing it um, because it is a bit of a, a piss take, um, mostly laughing at myself and, out, you know, the way that we kind of tend to do this without even realising it um, and also to kind of make men think twice a little bit about what they're attracted to perhaps. 
And what is it, just in terms of what people are attracted to, I know that it's there's a part in the song at the start that says mm. this is not about kink shaming. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, well, I just really wanted to make it clear. Actually, I should just clarify that the Connie Experience is a collaboration between myself and my producer, Lux Paradise. Um, so the project itself is sort of a partnership. And um, Lux, Lux sort of really works with me in terms of um, just making me re- very, very aware that this could be taken um, in, in the wrong way if, if we didn't sort of make it clear that, you know, we don't have any kind of, you know, like um, intention to shame anyone who kind of likes doing this in a sexual way. Um, but, um, I mean, dressing up as a baby and, you know, mm-hmm. doing all the baby things. But um, this is purely about, you know, this kind of ubiquitous, trend or kind of this thing that's been going on for a long time infantilizing women so it's more of a societal comment than it is yeah Yeah, something something that's like pretty pervasive rather than like shaming of a sex act which is completely different i think (coughs) sorry um something in in a bedroom or in a sexual way yeah although the song is titled adult sexual baby i think it is a it's a clear kind of distinction to make yes Mm. yeah should we play the track i really want to (laughs) intro it all right this is the first time that the world has heard, well, not the world, but the radio has heard <laughs> Adult Sexual Baby. You're on agenda. Enjoy. Hey guys. So the infantilization of women in our society is a pervasive, concerning trend that I'd like to see come to an end. But you see, I get so much power out of being a baby. So why would I stop? This is not about king shaming.
Why be a lady when you can be a baby? That's so good. I'm glad that you were having a little boogie there as well. Yeah. Um, and it still makes you dance. Yeah. How do sure. you perform it? Like, yeah. Well, I have a like? whole routine um, sort of sorted. I get one of my friends to come to the front of the um, stage and I, you know, put on my baby voice and I sort of indicate that I'm ready for a change because I've, I'm so excited that I've like shot myself. And so, um, a, um, yeah, a friend comes to the front and puts a nappy on me and I kind of do a lot of thrusting and yeah, gyrating around the stage. And then I start, I start singing and, um, I think it's really funny and, amazing to see audience or like people in the audience just kind of realizing what I'm doing and just being like is she actually is this actually happening last time I saw it the friend who put the um nappy on you also started throwing nappies out into the audience yeah (laughs) (laughs) do you want people to embody adult sexual baby and put nappies on (laughs) I would love for that to just be a thing (laughs) dance prop And I guess adult sexual baby is part of a larger repertoire of songs mm-hmm. and, and issues that you care about and that you yeah. kind of sing about in your music. Yeah. Um, what are some of your other acts in the Connie experience? Okay, well, I've written a few other songs and the one that I'm really excited about is a song about plastic. Um, and it's it's I was I wrote it after I, I, I just come from the Bay Run and I was kind of so emotionally... Um, kind of affected by the amount of plastic in the man- in the mangroves and I came back and I was like oh, I'm so upset I wrote a letter t- I-, I wrote a message to the council I'm so upset and my and my housemate was sort of like you should write a song about that and I I had a shower and I came out and this song was fully formed as well and I and um it's called plastic love attack um, and it, is it okay if I just do a little rendition? Please, I would love you to. Okay, so I start off um, giving a voice to the seagulls because I think we need to give them a voice in all of this. They're the least heard. Um, and it goes like this. Um, please don't. Please don't. Please don't, please don't, please don't throw me away, cause I don't biodegrade, you used me for a day, now our love has gone to waste. Yeah, that's the chorus. Yay! <laughs> I've never thought about the underrepresentation of seagulls before. Was it seagulls? Yeah. Yeah. And just like if plastic was a person, they would be in it for a long-term relationship. You can't just treat them like a one-night stand. They're like they're sticking around. <laughs> they do stick around. And this is part of a, a bigger um, exploration for you in terms of recycling and mm. your your passion for no plastic in the world because yeah. you also have just started an, an initiative at. Marigold Markets with um, reusable mugs, right? Yeah, so I manage a little cafe there on on Sundays and I have just tried my hardest to replace the disposable mugs uh, cups with with mugs um, and just collected a bunch of mugs from the community centre and just... um, developed a system where it's like $1, $1 higher and you just get to use the mug for the day and bring it back and we just give you a dollar back. And it's just a way for people to 
like use uh, have their coffee in a different way without ruining the world. <laughs> And you're also um, venturing into burlesque as well. Is that a new direction for you? or? Um, so I was asked to be a supporting act for a burlesque show, um, which is so much fun. I got to perform three songs and, yeah, it seems like a... Um, a path that I could take, but I also want this to be mainstream. I kind of want this to be the direction that pop goes, kind of pop with a with a message and a heart. I think we've lost a little bit of that. And, you know, if I can go some way in, in doing some of that, that would be great. What was the trajectory of, like, what, what kind of... How did the Connie experience come into being in terms of not just adult sexual baby, but this direction for you, including mm. burlesque, including performing, this performance art line that you're kind of straddling? Yeah. Where did that come from? Um, so I've been sort of following a very kind of conservative trajectory for a while now since school. Um, and this sort of new phase of life came about after Connie 3.0, um, my 30th, um, where I kind of... <laughs> Gave birth to myself, rebirth to myself, um, and wait, wait, wait. What did that? What did that look like? Can you walk me through ba- it? <laughs> so basically, I um, played that um, Diana Ross song, "I'm Coming Out," and I had a costume change, and then emerged in a leotard out of a giant vagina. Yes. Um, and um, did a tap dance, and that was the start of this real kind of, um, I guess, musical exploration that and, I have been on for a little while. And you've also yeah. been learning the trumpet. Yeah, oh, the saxophone. Saxophone, yeah. sorry. Sexiest <laughs> instrument ever. Sexy saxophone. Yeah. yeah. So sexy. Um, so yeah, I incorporate that into a few of my performances as well, although it's really, really bad, but I kind of um, take the piss out of myself with that as well. Just like go nuts with it. Where can people see the Connie experience? Do you have anything coming up or well, what are I'm your trying, plans? I'm trying to get the word out there. I've contacted Donnie Binet because I really want to support him <laughs> and I think he thinks I'm a bit of a crazy fan so maybe I'll just sit back if and If you wait. had one thing to say to Donnie Binet right now, <laughs> what would it be? Um, just that um, I like this whole thing is just all for him. <laughs> Not all for him. You it's should say that in a baby voice. So, Be like, it's all for him. It's all for him. <laughs> um, yeah, that uh, I just, yeah, love him. Amazing. <laughs> well, on that note, maybe we should uh, we should play some Donnie Binet. You've requested all for you. Yeah. Is, is that a direct message to Donnie from, from du- the Connie like, experience? Direct message. <laughs> There's no misinterpreting that. And do you have any last messages for your uh, fans at home? Yeah, just watch out for me. Um, I don't know where I'll be, but just type me in to Google every day and see what happens. (laughs) (laughs) Thank Um, you so much for coming in. That was amazing to hear you perform live. Um, Stick around for Back Chat, which is up next. They're talking about all the Fairfax business. You've been listening to Agenda on FBI Radio. This is Donnie Benet with All For You. I'm not afraid to 
Thank you. 